so beautiful. Oh my God, oh. It, it makes me want to cry. Aga has an outfit on her mannequin. Wow, she must have got her little bitches to make it overnight because it certainly wasn't her. But Pangina has been giving me some amazing tips, so thank no you, Pangina. No problem. It looks a little bit more than tips, darling. No! I put so much work in that dress. I'm actually trying to create the rouging so that it's more beautiful, the drape. Uh-huh. I kind of want it to be more feminine. I feel like today we are producing the spring collection of the Pangina Heels line a little bit. Just I don't want anyone to look like shit. Mind if we talk about your dress for a minute? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. You're having your seamstress finish your look? Ah! <laughs> Pangina, your look is barely finished, I think. Well, Bega is literally staying in the middle of the room. I've got owls, got an octub, I've got two Persian doll face pussies. Going la 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 and Bega chips. Um, do you take MasterCard? PayPal's fine. Sorry. This fucking bitch. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> la la la, I'm bag of chips. Now on iTunes. Bag of chips. I mean, first of all, I I need to see this hot tub. She's got an house and a hot tub. I need to see it. She's got a house. Got an house. A house. And a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, She's still paying for the H's. Bag of chips. I making a man making waves this week in yeah. the viewership of drag race uk versus the world it the judging man was a little wild this week what did you make of all of this and what the editors were showing us well i think miss bag of chips is really driving a potato wedge into the you know into the fandom because what we're seeing is somebody who's taking a Tyra nap on the mm. couch. We're seeing somebody who's, you know, telling her life story and talking about her real estate ventures. Well, you know, uh, Mademoiselle Heels is over there hands, hand rouging her dress. You know, I, I would have expected or I was expecting all of this to set up Baga to be in the bottom. And I feel like after last week and now this week of being safe, and really just like Rue just, you know, having apoplectic fits anytime this queen opens her clown mouth, I'm starting to feel like maybe there is some truth to this, like, you UK girls have a bit of a leg up, even if Miss Shazzy went home this week. It's interesting to see how the editors of the show are showing us things in almost complete opposition of the judging. <laughs> Because we saw, yeah, like you said, we saw her sleeping. We saw the interaction between Baga and Rue, uh, which was, uh, we'll get to yeah. it. We'll talk about that. But we also saw um, Baga just kind of complaining about having to do the challenge and not wanting to right. because, you know, famous people don't sew and whatever. And it's, it's like, girl. Well, you're in this competition. This is what you have to do now. Um, you know, whether she was in her head, I'd, I'm not sure. But um, for some someone who did very little work on this garment, she got through. She got through. I mean, I think that being said, you know, I think about queens this week like Juju B or or Baga, who you could go into this challenge thinking, well, I, they're not known for their construction. And so, like, this would be a week to worry about queens like that. But then I think about how, like, 
keeping two queens, those both of those queens for the upcoming acting challenge, mm-hmm. probably followed subsequently by Snatch Game. Mm. You know, like wh- why would you sacrifice the good TV of this season by taking out? bag of chips and jujube before snatch game and an acting challenge. I mean, you know, we could sit here and we could play the, you know, RuPaul's favoritism. And that's just like fun, like, you know, fantasy play. But like the reality is the TV production of it is like, you'd be silly to have bag of chips on a season of drag race and not put her in snatch game. Yeah. They're making a show and it's unfortunate for people that are fans of Cheryl, um, Lemon, I think myself included. Yeah, Lemon yeah. is a is another story, but uh, just because man, there was that it was just so loaded, but because it was the first episode. But uh, yeah, when you have those two powerhouses and they're known for their comedy, yeah, I mean, Lemon also won Snatch Game, didn't she? So I I could make that argument as well. Well, she did. I think Jimbo. Oh, won Jimbo Snatch won. Game, but Lemon, yes, Lemon just did well with. Um, Lemon did really yeah, well with yeah. uh, what's her name, uh, the one who just came. Jojo out. Siwa. Oh, Jojo Siwa. Oh my God, it was brilliant. It was so good. <laughs> um, just yeah. it's just interesting. We Baggett didn't work hard on this at all, and yet she, you know, is in the workroom being like, "Oh yeah, I worked so hard on this dress," and it's like, girl. <laughs> Yeah, we're seeing a lot of like, you know, it's a bag of bullshit mm-hmm. is kind of what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And so who knows what we're being shown? You know, granted, it's a, it's a six season, six episode season. So we might not be shown any real long game here because <clears throat> it's not much of a it's not that long as it is. Uh, she's not that little. But <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. I think there's that sense, right, that like the narrative of this episode should be punishing Baga for being lazy. Look what, look how they punish Jujubee for not trying harder, but it's like, I, I don't know. I could see there being a, a we're being shown all this maybe for something next week. You yeah. Know? A, a, a redemption arc of sorts or uh, she's getting out of her head right. kind of thing. Yeah. Who knows what they're kind of building here. Um, I, I was thinking about something and I, Oh, I know that Drag Race UK versus the world or this international all-stars kind of format is kind of in its pilot season, right? We're seeing the first kind of rendition of this form of the franchise. I'm not sure if the, the, the way they're going about the judging, perhaps to create buzz, to create people talking about it. I don't know if it's good for there being a second season. Like I would be so disappointed is if the judging was so off the rails that they didn't do this again. Yeah, you know what, what that makes me think of, though? It makes me think about, I think, where a lot of people are with And Just Like That. And granted, And Just Like That was a, a, a very specific disaster. But, like, I absolutely want a season two. And I don't want them to, like, change a thing. Even if I thought it was ridiculous for ten episodes. And I'm not equating this with that, but just that, like... It's the same feeling of like, well, sure, that could put some people off, but like this concept of bringing the international queens together and like all everything that's been happening outside of the judging, it would be such a loss. I mean, I don't know. I, um, and, and that being said about the judging, because like, you know, we're going to talk about the whole episode, but I mean, in terms of like, who was in the bottom this week. Like, Baga was probably the biggest surprise, but then Cheryl was not a surprise. And honestly, I mean, 
the, even Jujubee was not a surprise. No. I actually think no. I love Jujubee. Pizza Queen, God, yeah, for sure. Pizza yeah. Queen. But we know. But of we all can the understand. To, yeah, but of all the queens to litter up a, a, a kitty girl challenge, <laughs> the cat woman of Drag Race herself, wearing a black cat bolo tie, doesn't come out looking like a cat. I'm like, Juju, what's going on here? Uh, to quote Monique, so, to quote Monique, we can all see. <laughs> yes, we can all see. Exactly. And I just, so, because to be honest with you, I mean, again, not to jump ahead too much, but I actually, I love the judging this week. There are these kid gloves they had on this week that were just the, it was such a lovely energy. RuPaul was just so gentle with all of mm. them. And I really, it was just a different energy, I guess, is what I loved, you know? Yeah, I feel like if Baga went out there to be judged, it would be, it, it would almost wreck her, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, look at the way they talked to Cheryl, yeah. and they were like, and you know this doesn't, this doesn't stack totally. up. Uh, you, you know totally. that. You know, and then, <laughs> it was just, you're fantastic, but you got to figure it out. So gentle. And if Baga was out there, she'd get just as gentle of a treatment and lots of laughs. You For know? sure. Um, I also want to address something. Uh, the the All-Stars format of queens voting each other out, it kind of being unpopular We've talked about that ad nauseum for the past kind of three All-Star seasons. But let's not forget that season two of All-Stars is considered one of the best seasons of Drag Race. And so that format can work. It can. It's just you need you need more things in place for it to, to work. Does that make sense? You need the judging to make sense. Yeah. We need the judging to make sense. But I also think, and we're kind of seeing hints of it this episode is you need the queens to use the device effectively mm. and i think the what it's encouraging is alliances and what it's encouraging is like more gameplay and i think what we've seen with past all-star seasons is queens really shying away from gameplay because they don't want to be hated you know god bless queen naomi smalls who was like well life's not fair yeah. and pulled manila's lipstick but we saw a little bit this week of like jimbo being like well you going to save me if I'm in the bottom, you know? And so I think it, I think it works if the Queens work it, you know, if they want to play that game, sure. It can probably create some situations where somebody you, you think should stay goes home, but like, you know, that's showbiz. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I think about the stakes being a little higher for these international franchise Queens that are coming on in the sense that for many of them, they're being introduced to the fandom and if you're making big, unpopular gameplay moves, that's going to fuck up your career. And so I feel like the fandom, as much as we want fair judging and as much as we want big moves and we want entertaining TV, the fandom is kind of fucking itself over by also sending the awful, awful messages to these queens each week when they're pissed off. Well, yeah. It is true that like there are a lot of people who were not familiar with Pangina and their first impression was you sent Lemon right. home and that's it. And that's where they live with it. And it's like, it's a shame. I'll say that much. It's a shame, but I hear you. It's, it's a rough, it, it, it's a tricky situation, but, um, because yeah, you do want it to be said, gameplay. You do want the, you know, yeah. the, you, you want the power in the queen's hands, much like a survivor, you know, where it becomes a game instead of, a real competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and especially when it's a different format, when it's like 
bringing back queens, when there's a different, you know, conceit other than just a regular season of Drag Race. I'm okay with it, honestly. I don't know if I've complained about the lipsticks in the past, but I've come to the conclusion that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's play a different game. Again, there's no money at the end, so who cares, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's just, I don't know, 800 DMs in your inbox telling you to go fuck yourself, you know? like. Yeah, but there's going to be 800 DMs telling you to go fuck yourself no matter that's what true. game you're playing. That's very true. No so matter, like, any time you're on TV, there's going to be yeah. at least 800 people that are telling you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of kooky kooks out there. There's so. a, there was a clip online, I think Jujube posted it with a really funny caption, but she like reposted um I think Gigi Good and another queen are like there's like that series that Wow is putting out or something like rewatching seasons with queens kind of thing, you know? Um Oh, I didn't realize they were doing Oh, that. yeah. And I don't know. They they showed Juju being like I'm bringing it to the ball. I'm I look gorgeous. And then one of the queens says, "No, you're not." And like <laughs> Juju B retweeted it and made it this funny joke. It takes a very special special person who's been through a lot to build up those boundaries enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, and she talks about that this week is, you know, uh, that conversation with Blue and sure. Cheryl that, you know, got any tips. Jazz. <laughs> and yeah, and, and with Miss Shaz, and it's true. I, I think that that is what it comes down to. And when when Juju talks about setting boundaries, I feel like there's a lot of overlap with sobriety. And like you have to get very clear about what you let into your life and what you don't let into your life. And I feel like those same skills apply to don't read the comments or you yep. know take you know take the stain and turn it into a pattern. You know, like be the first one to point out the joke. You know, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I'm sure that bag of chips got so much hate this week and probably and yeah. and i don't know what compels people to be like i have to let her know that i hated her look it's like don't you think she knew yeah i <laughs> that is a whole other we could spend the rest of this episode trying to understand why people do that yeah right? but but i guess that all is to say is like bagger should have been in the bottom that and you know what that those are our opinions and we have a podcast about our opinions on the show and that's all where it needs to live you know it doesn't mean that like fuck baga and baga isn't good at anything and she's ruining the show or even that the judging is ruining the show the judging has ruined the show quote unquote for years for years and that's all subjective exactly that depends on if they send home the person you didn't want to see go home (laughs) this judging ruining the this is Mary, no, it's not. You know what? No, it's not. That's what my answer is. No, it's not. Lean in, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Lean. It's no, it's not. Enough of this. The judges. If you don't like it, then go watch Blown Out. What do you want me to do? I just like. It's already filmed. It's already over. What are you complaining about? Whatever you want to have happen next week's already happened. And I don't know. Why am I getting annoyed about? Yeah, this? I don't know. I don't know. I also like. I'm just like. If you are, if you're annoyed, sis, go the fuck off. Like, be annoyed about it. I. I. But you don't have to tell the people that were you know that were cast you know tell fenton bailey (laughs) yeah tell randy (laughs) is it randy bailey fent i it's no it's it's randy fenton and randy randy barbado and and fenton bailey yeah i don't know whatever yeah Uh, it's wow people wow 
those guys. So, Mary, let's jump into this episode, uh, the RuPaul Ball. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with the realizing that they are now calling Janie, or maybe it's just Jimbo is calling Janie JJ. Uh, love it. And I love yes. it. Yes. It's like a JWoww like, moment, I, isn't it? Yes, JJ. It's such a great little nick. I love that nickname. That's so cute. Those uh, are my initials. I man. also... <laughs> Oh, they are. Oh, I like it less now. Um, <laughs> um, I also just have to say that probably very much on purpose, act one of this episode is a an endless buffet of reaction memes. Monique, mm. Pangina. Mm. I mean, just like... I'm just living for like Monique sinking into the couch and like Pangina. It looks like she's holding her ears closed, but she said on Instagram that she was just trying to keep her wig line from popping <laughs> while she was laughing, which I think is so cute. Um, but it's just, I mean, I, I hope the memes are just plentiful at this point of Queens reacting. Oh, they're so well done. Um, and, you know, they know they're on TV. Um, when the Queens are kind of all around the work table in the workroom, I guess the next day, um, or no, maybe it was before that, uh, JJ is saying like, oh, it's good to know how we're picking alliances over judging mm -hmm. all of that blue with Jimbo and the hokey pokey. When was, oh no, it was the next morning that we get Monique Hart. By the way, the show is calling her Monique Hart, but post the show filming, it's Mo Hart. Right. Yes, she's. Uh, yes, yeah, she now identifies as Mo. Hart, okay. So, but during the uh, show, well, they kept saying Monique, and even on screen, it said Monique. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I understand what happened, but but whoever this, you know, Ms. Hart uh, does bring up the topic of of Janie serving drag brunch, and I wanted to ask because what it makes me think is like, oh, is there an association with drag brunch drag? Like, it, she says it as if it's like, oh, you're giving me drag brunch, you know? And I guess I had never put together that that was kind of a read. And maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. I don't know. You know, I think it's not that drag brunch is bad. It's just that it's local. It's, it's a little bit more basic. It's not elevated to television or a runway. I think that's what I got from that comment. And it was a read. It was a mean read. And yeah, and, but it was basically saying like, you know, puff sleeves like that is basic. That's a very easy, like fashionable look to bring out. And it is something that you would do at drag brunch because drag brunch is, you know, normally a harder gig to to do uh, to do because it's during the day. Uh, and I feel like you get your start with drag brunch. If you, if you know what I mean, I don't know. It's an easy spot yeah, to I'm get. I always think of it as like a really hard, I've never done it obviously, but a really hard gig. I yeah. mean, you're, you're working a brunch crowd. Well, that's you know? why I feel like, like it's less known Queens. I think start with drag brunch because it is yeah, so hard, but it is, but I also love like, there's something else about a drag brunch. Oftentimes it's like, Oh my God, like there's somebody's aunt. And it, like, yep. it's very, it's our kind of drag audience. I think is what I'm trying to say. So I, I feel warmth by like, look at all these, 
senior citizens enjoy and middle-aged people enjoying drag brunch. I love this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That that's certainly a reality in some drag brunch spaces. Uh, there's also like I know there's young people, well, but you know. I mean, I I think of like I think it's called Rocking Horse Cafe. I don't know if it's still open or not. But like Tina Burner has oh, a drag village. brunch there, yeah. and Mary, it's like a club with lights, like and like really loud music. It gets dark, and I'm like, I can't even see my food. Uh, it and it's all young people like trashed at three in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that checks out. I, in my mind, I think when I think of drag brunch, my head goes to or my head, my brain. How is my brain? No complaints. Uh, I feel like I picture like the Rochester girls, like Darian and and uh, Kasha Davis. I've seen videos and pictures they've posted of drag brunch, mm. and it's much more like. Uh, uh, civilized looking oh, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I don't much more. I feel welcome. You know, for sure. I for me, I don't think Monique was like shading queens that do drag brunch. I think she was basically talking about the styling. Um, because and then went to like and dug in even further. Like my first time in drag. The reason I found this moment very interesting was that Janie's reaction was like that realness. I level with. It's better than keep or ra yeah. I'd rather that than you keep it to yourself. And I'm like, okay, girl. Okay. I'll tell you, like, you know, uh, if, if this was a comment made on American drag race, if this was a comment made on like a real housewife series, this would fuel like a three episode fight. Uh -huh. of, like, I can't believe you just said that to me. What do you mean? Drag brunch? What do you mean by that? And so for drag someone brunch. to say, All right. drag brunch. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say about drag brunch? Yeah, I mean, it would be uh, this, Mary. It would be, um, I mean, you're giving me drag brunch. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. We can't take it. I still have to edit that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, very. <laughs> totally. But instead, I'm, yeah, this like. I, all I could think of is this, this refreshingly Dutch point of view of like, eh. At least you're honest. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if that's how they are, but that, as an American, I was like, God, you're so cool. You're so Dutch. Well, you know, it's interesting <laughs> because the UK reaction, I guess specifically Shaz, like I think she was like, or maybe it was Blue, like, I don't think it was that bad. No, no, it wasn't that bad. And then Janie's like, mm. no, this is fine. She's, she's, it's real. It's fine. This realness. It's Go for it. It's that's kind of fascinating. The like in in very kind of minute ways, seeing those cultural differences and the reactions. You know that mm. like that the UK girls are bringing a summer camp vibe. The US girls are bringing a you know um, you know cheerleading camp vibe, and then like Janie is bringing like divorce camp vibe. Where she's like, okay, well, thank you for that feedback. Thank you. I'm taking that on. Nipa, nipa, nipa. Uh, I really, there, you know, know, just we could go. Yeah, I mean, just at the outset, and we'll talk about it. But Janie, she did a lot of things this week that made me really appreciate her a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's still not my front runner, but I, I'm making space for her. You know, that's good. Um, we get yeah. RuPaul saying we love balls. Cut to Maddie. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, cut to Maddie crossing her arms. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, though. This is such a every every ball episode, and we love balls, 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 and it's just like testicles in a bag. You know, balls. I just You're as not a gay balls? man, balls, balls give me entourage, what? Mary. You know, what balls are entourage? No, balls are third on the list. Mary, what? 
Yeah. Not interested. No yeah. way. I I yeah, I totally you, disagree. No. You know, no. Take me to your butthole, put me in the water. I am not interested. Yeah, I no, yeah. I, I understand. Like butts are great and eyes are great and penises are great. Birthday parties are real good. But drugs yeah, are bad. Drugs are bad. Um <laughs> I but balls, I there's I don't know. They're silly if you think about them too hard, but Mary they're so silly. A nice set of balls, like oh, I don't want to get too filthy on this free skate episode, but uh, I I think I think balls are real hot. <laughs> they make a lot of noise sometimes, which is really cute. Um, no, I they make noise. I mean, well, you mean when I, they're slapping yeah, I, against something? I don't know, Mary. They're I don't know it. I I will I will I, I will I will put my my pig cap down. Uh, how about that? Oink oink. All right. I mean, I guess, you know, one time I was with this guy and man, did he have noisy balls? Like every time he fucked me, it was just. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, hey, I'm not yucking anyone's yum. If you want to put balls in your mouth, go to town. But I don't know. Anyway, that's just the thought. So we get a classic scramble for the uh, scramble for the materials. Mm. And I want to thank Miss Pangina for accurately describing it as an uncontrollable orgy of a mess. It is all of that. And I also want to thank Miss Juju for saying, I'm just going to walk. I'm not doing this. Yeah, this is literally a frenzy. I'm just going to walk. And I'm like the ultimate mom babysitter. Yeah. Just walking behind oh, the I kids, so- you know? Yeah, yeah, like they're all they've parked the uh-huh. car at the Dairy Queen. Yes. They're all run or the, or the McDonald's and they're running for the it's play McDonald's. place. It's McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's like the Friday of the last day of school and mom's taking everybody for McDonald's, you know, to celebrate the first day of summer and it is that that it unbounded ex- excitement that like, "Oh my god, I'm going to plop. I am so excited. I'm just going to explode." Get me a four-piece chicken nuggets and throw me in the ball pit. Yeah. Now I like balls. You know? Totally. And and it's Jujubee, though, that energy that I feel like I can relate to very much so now of like, I'm very excited. I'm I'm going to do it. And I don't need to rush there. I don't want to get involved in all that Michigas. Yeah. I'm going to go get the ketchups and the napkins and I'll order the food. So uh, Cheryl gets an injury of Drag Race. You Another know, injury. Shazza cuts her finger. Another yeah. fucking injury. My goodness. And then she goes home. Nurse! It just keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, nurse. Yeah. Um, I I want to talk. There's a, a topic that I just kind of want to pause with. Um, and it's Monique's energy. And I know that Monique has come out in interviews saying, like, she was a little off all season just because of the, the pandemic. And, you know, I, I have noticed in the talking heads especially that – her normal spunk just it it doesn't feel very joyful it doesn't feel very present and there are still some moments that I love of Monique where she's not putting anything on and yet there's still something very present and the quote that I'll bring up that happened in this little section is when she's helping out ooh maybe Shaz or somebody but she says the fit on a pant has to be puss and she's really yeah, just kind of, she's, she's not the Monique Hart that we knew from, you know, America. I'm a production. It it's much more kind of a like a leveled headed uh, almost auntie energy. Absolutely it is. As she's talking to Cheryl, 
<clears throat> and like Cheryl says, you know, as long as it's stitched together and I am walking the runway, that's a win for mm. me. And yeah, Monique is very much like she said, I, I wrote down, I think she must have had an inflection to this, but there's a moment where Monique says, get out of your head, Cheryl. Mm. And it's, it's what you're talking about where it's just like very, you know, uh, anti-corner of, of UK versus the world. Yeah. And so as much as I kind of miss like the zaniness of Monique Hart, I do welcome this energy of someone that's there to win. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I would not want a whole season of Monique going stunning. Uh-huh. I like, I, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, we've now had two seasons of it. Like, let's see the the Mo under the Monique. Yeah, you know? I like this kind of grit. Like somebody that, yeah, as I can totally relate to somebody that struggled through the pandemic, and I'm just kind of like, I wish they had more of that narrative. But I understand that pandemic talk is not very popular on reality TV. Um, that it's an escape, but. I like that we can still kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. Now another uh, sort of similar to what you're saying, but like the energy, I am wondering if, if, or when Jimbo is going to click into a more genuine tone. Cause I feel like all of Jimbo's talking heads have been very taking the piss out of it all. You know, I'm going to suck those balls dry. And with that kind of like breathy head voice uh-huh. and I, I love it, but, I think in contrast, when we see her crying after talking to RuPaul mm. this week, it was like, oh, I ha- I hate to be that girl, but we needed to see this vulnerability, you know? I mean, mm. I needed to know that you were taking this seriously because I'm really enjoying you, you know? Yeah, I also enjoy that she's not taking it seriously, Mary. Like, that gives me comfort because in so many ways, Jimbo is so much bigger than this competition. You know what I mean? The drag that they're presenting, I mean, it, 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 I, it's, yeah, it's outside I, the box so much. I know what you mean, absolutely. And I, I think I was saying that last week that I feel like she's so much smarter than some of this gameplay. But I think now that I'm like, oh, I'm really cheering for you, it's like I need that thing that RuPaul's talking about. I need those connecting points. I need to know that underneath that whole act, like, yeah, I, I can – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That there's that human underneath. I, I get the value of that. And so we do see some of that this week, but uh, it's something I'm just noticing that Jimbo, and in some ways I'm loving it, you know, which we'll talk about, of Jimbo kind of uh, fucking with the game a little mm. bit. I mean, we could go to that moment and then rewind, but when Jimbo was crying to, to Jujubee and talking about how it was his dream come true right there, just for meeting RuPaul, if I'm being honest, I didn't think, that he was going to have this reaction. Yeah, right. It was. It was. I did not see it coming. I, and then I was like, "Oh, is this? This is yeah. real. This is really happening." Yeah, I. I kind of liked that, that it was a surprise. That I liked that. I thought that Jimbo, who was playing it cool and was so like bigger than this, was so gooped by like having a face to face with RuPaul. Mm. I, that that I that added so much to Jimbo's storyline this week. Yeah, certainly, and I. I just hope it becomes a thing, but Jujubee going, oh, wow, as just like an inside joke. Like, I love that, yeah. that that's Jimbo. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's so good. He's been doing that since Canada. That character, yeah. that was that first character that came out to do the photo shoot. Like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that like, oh, that little trembly character. <laughs> it's like a gremlin of sorts, right? Yeah. <laughs> A friendly gremlin. Oh, a friendly wow. gremlin. Yes. Yeah. Gizmo. Yeah, there's like yeah. a Smeagol Gollum quality to it. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Eating the sandwich. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Eating sandwich. <laughs> um, well, let's let's rewind a little bit. Talk about these uh, RuPaul ghosties. Um, this moment with Baga. I mean, obviously they're showing that RuPaul just loves Baga chips. Even in the Talking Head, Baga's like, I'm her favorite. But surprising how RuPaul was gooped by and surprised by Baga's lack of response to RuPaul. Right? I think, you know, like, what was it? Orion's story, you know, this past episode was basically the same, given the same kind of blank energy, and Rue was like, I smell Mm -hmm. blood, you know? And with Baga, it was like, all she had to do was just, like, pop a poppy seed out of her between her teeth, and he was just convulsing. I mean... You know, when she was like, oh, I wish this week was Snatch Game. And I there's this part of me that would thinks that, like, RuPaul's loving that. But any other queen, it would be like, well, you're here to play, bitch. Like, you know, you don't get to pick and choose the challenges. It's It, it, it may not be that the UK queens have an advantage, but one of them do. Well, I, you know, and obviously we're, you know, we don't know. But I... I do think it was interesting how she reacted to Baga as if they had like known each other. And maybe that's just an all-stars energy. Like, would she have done this for any of the Queens? I don't think so. You know, or, or I think so. I think any of them, she would have played into a blank stare and, and, and helped them along in a way. And it could also be like much like she talked about with Pearl, where it's like, well, all I know is we're not sending this queen uh-huh. home this week. You yeah. know, I, you know, all I know is whatever's happening, we're not sending her home this week. So I don't care what she does, mm. you know, but or at least in the editing. So when uh, I love, though, kind of, I think similar to what you're saying of like knowing each other, <clears throat> the energy between RuPaul and Jujube mm. is so contemporary. And so I don't think I've ever seen the volleyball more impressive oh i know know, they beat the volleyball you know to a pulp mary yeah rue says now juju fourth time lucky you tell me (laughs) i mean it was didn't miss a goddamn beat i mean i know that there is a narrative of juju not being fully here this week but when she was (laughs) well she's always fully here for the reality show mary yeah she's Mm -hmm always fully there it's interesting there's almost like an undertone of jujubee and maybe even baga of oh my god we are contractually obligated to do this you bring me back for a fourth time so i can lose again god damn you i'm not gonna try Mm. or i'm not gonna bring i'm not gonna spend a lot of money for this you know what i mean like i wonder if there was a sense of like what do you want me to spend money on now six looks okay uh whatever right Right. Well, you know, it, it, certainly later in the episode, she she out and out says in the talking head, like, I could have tried harder and I didn't. Yeah. And I and you know, it doesn't really get extrapolated on. But I thought that was really interesting of like, yeah, your fourth time back and you you only made it, you know, close but no cigar three times. Mm-hmm. I could see it being less of a sense of like, oh, I got this, which, as she says, she does not have this. Uh and more of a sense of like, oh my God, like my track record is not great. And like statistically, you know what I mean? Like that sense of like, I'm being set up to fail. Exactly. It, it's really, um, it'd be very easy to feel like this is not my, this is not my redemption season. Sure. Like again, you know, I don't know. Very interesting to think about. Um, and I also loved the, you have it, you have it. Why do you think I asked you yeah. back? It's like, 
because you love me and I have it. That's the, I mean, as funny as that was, like I, I laughed out loud. Like it was so sweet. And the moment with the sweater uh, where she. Yes. <laughs> you didn't even say anything about my sweater. That was so good. So good. She's, I mean, she has no shits to give. You know what I mean? And I, I, I really yep. admire that about Jujube. Um, she is, God, she's just been around so long that she has nothing to lose in that sense. She's so good on television. That's why she was asked back. It wasn't so that she could succeed in a ball challenge. No. And, I, and the reality is like she just had to get through this challenge in my mm -hmm. mind. You know what yeah, I mean? She's like, going to the end. Um, next yeah. Yeah, right? It's like you just had to get through this challenge. And then, as we were saying before, like what you can bring to these other challenges, snatch game, acting challenges, whatever, it it's worth, you know, it's worth keeping her around. Totally. Um, yeah, then they get to Jimbo and those those lovely folks talking to RuPaul. Um, we, uh, yeah, I certainly heard Jimbo kind of putting something on, even with RuPaul. When RuPaul's like, oh, well, your Canadian sister left last week. And Jimbo's all like, she did. I'm like, you weren't close. We just found out that you didn't even have each other's phone numbers. Like, yeah. save my sister. I, like, I was like, I, I see right through this. Yeah, this is not real. But what I did enjoy, and, and some of that I thought is just nerves, you know. But, like, there was this great kind of shift for Jimbo where... You know, Rue's like, wait, you're going to wear a breastplate and an ass, you know, or padding. And, and, and then Jim was like, I want to try it, see if it'll fit, but I don't know how to work it. And like, it was just so funny and so great. And like RuPaul was just eating that up with a ladle. It was so great. I, I love that many of the queens like Jimbo are figuring out, I can just be fucking bonkers when RuPaul is around. I could be unhinged. Make it weird. Yeah, make it weird. Absolutely. Like, yeah, make it like really, don't be boring. Yeah, don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be boring. Don't be boring. Don't be boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and speaking of Pangina, put her pin cushion on her wrist in the time capsule. I was screaming. Mary. I just a queen wearing a pin cushion on her wrist. I'm done. Mary. I'm done. Mary. The I've said I said this in another episode, and I'll say it here. The high drag of her hand sewing. That gorgeous dress with that pin cushion on. I'm sorry. Like that is that goes in the list of Tyra with the veil, Alexis Mateo, uh, you know, holding the hanky against her eye and facing away from the camera, crying. The, it is upward drag. Oh, I just love it. Yeah, this is Betsy Ross sewing together the first American flag, Mary. One more star. I, this is <clears throat> yeah, sorry, you don't know that reference, but it is <laughs> no, but that exactly, but exactly, uh, yeah. I just, I was, I loved it. Hand sewing on Drag Race, I, it just doesn't get any better. Oh, it does not I didn't get know any how better. How much no. I needed it? No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know I needed it either. Hand sewing on Drag Race. Yeah, I was like fine with the hot glue for a while, and to yeah. know that there's, and also, even just when Pangina was was talking to RuPaul just the the movement of it even when she wasn't actually sewing but saying when you say I hand sewed and do the movement with it it's almost like you have to do the movement with it much like you know smeared lipstick combat boots it's like oh hand combat sewing boots, gotta do the arm hand sewing and you're well, doing it you know 
there's that great talking head when they're talking about Baga, you know, just kind of having Pangina do all the work. And she oh, does, in yeah. the talking head, she's like miming hand sewing. goes, seriously? Yeah, and week. it's so yeah, it cute. So cute. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Seriously? Yeah. We get um, some advice that we heard on season 14 where you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to choose what wheel you want to do. And to that, I responded with a Game of Thrones reference where Bag of Chips is going to break the wheel. Mary. <laughs> well, wagon wheel Watusi. That's my share. I wish you could do a better share, Mary. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I am not. I am definitely not even in the neighborhood, and so I've just decided to build a house wherever I, wherever my car ran out of gas. <laughs> Mary, you know? it's like it's like, oh, Colin, uh, do a share impression, and you go snap out of it. <laughs> Hey, hey, snap out of it. What do you want from me, man? Hey, I'm Cher. <laughs> That's my show. Oh. Ho, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> your share is, is Arthur Fonzarelli, Mary. That's your share. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm just like, you got to just lean in. You got to turn the stain into a pattern, you know? You know, that's what was, uh, just to go on a little t tangent about Cher and gay men, but that's what was so fabulous about the Will and Grace Jack meeting Cher and him him saying the line, oh yeah, I could do a better Cher than you. That's every gay man. Every gay man thinks that mm -hmm. their Cher impression, myself included, is better than the next person's. I love that about except it. Except for me. Well, except for My, you. You are I, the worst. I, you don't have I'm a husband. I'm the worst. Yeah. I don't have a husband. No, I have the ugliest house on the street, and I'm proud of it. And I leave my Christmas lights up till July. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? I'm shit. <laughs> oh, I'm dying, dying, dying. Um, Mary, there was an interesting um, conversation that came up between Blue and Jujubee and Shaz. Uh, Blue kind of talking about uh, their gender identity and body image and stuff like that. But I think... It, it brought up another point that you were talking about with me offline. Uh, did you want to kind of go into that? Uh, I wish I remembered what I was talking about with you online. Was I, I hope it was smart and intelligent and meaningful. So it was kind of talking about the idea that drag queens get all of this love and attention when they're in drag. Yes. And then when they're out of drag, they're sitting in the hotel room and they're like, what? What, like, what am I? What, what, where, who is me? What is what? Uh, what should I be? And there's like a confusion yeah. that goes there. Did you want to speak any more towards that? Yeah. I mean, I think that it, I think it's really fascinating when drag queens talk about this of like what, when Cheryl says like, is this what people want? You know? And it makes so much sense to me that like when you get into drag, then everybody goes crazy for, for Cheryl, for, you know, Jujubee, for, you know, blue and all that but I, it makes perfect sense to me that then once you're out of that drag, it's like, well, how does anyone know that I'm that person they love? Mm. And so for all intents and purposes, I'm not that person they love. I'm only that person that they love when I do this transformation. And so it's like, <clears throat> it really gives an interesting lens to RuPaul and his bumper sticker of like, what you're doing in drag, you already have inside of you. But I think the real challenge is to feel like that special part of you is being equally as seen as your drag and equally as celebrated. And so we can love Cheryl for being charming and funny and, and goofy and whatnot, but like, are we 
does she feel like we're seeing that when she's out of drag? Does she feel like she's showing that? You know, like it. I, I think it's fascinating, and I think what what Jujubee says of like you're just looking at the same painting from a different angle. I mean, like mm. I think I think it is a level of like personal growth and development that I've never p I realized comes with drag is like, how do you, we hear so much about finding your fierceness and your voice when you get in drag, but the, the continued journey is then to find yourself again in drag. And I think that can all sound very beautiful and flowery, but I, I think that that's really hard. I think that that's really hard. You mean find yourself out of drag? Is that what you meant? Well, yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah, that you, you, that you are that same person. I think there, I think there must be something about like you look in the mirror, in drag and out of drag, and somehow you're seeing the same person. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you, you. There has to be that sobering thing there, right? That you're yeah, always I, present, right? Yeah, yeah. That you are always, <clears throat> you are always what's special about uh -huh. this person. Yeah, you are always blue hydrangea. Right, you know? right. That just because you're not in drag doesn't mean that you've lost those powers somehow. Even though the armor helps. You know, and that I think that's a skill that takes yeah. a while. You know, it, it reminds me of kind of um, like child actors where they're grown up or raised and being validated almost inauthentically. They're being validated because they're a star, but not because they're a funky kid that, you know, likes to paint. You know what I mean? Like they're being validated yep. Yep. for the wrong reasons and they have to almost learn how to socialize as a person again instead of an actor because so many people especially hollywood are only interacting in the biz and only interacting like with with money on the mind or just with with fame on the mind and it's very different than interacting authentically well you think about those like disney kids where to your point people fall in love with them for the character they played on a show or a movie but then <clears throat> there's the whole Disney model or monster or whatever, the, the behemoth of Disney that's like, well, there's who you play on the show. And then there's what your persona is that is Disney friendly mm -hmm. in public. So you are all like these kids are being like twice removed from who they really are. And they're being celebrated and appreciated and seen for either the character they play on mm -hmm. a show or the quote unquote character they play in the press. Totally. Yeah, it, uh, you have to, you can't be yourself in the press. Yeah, and then if you're a kid who's just trying to figure out who the fuck you are anyway, mm. at what point do you ever go on that journey? When do you ever figure out who you are? And I guess the rampant amount of, of uh, problems we've heard about, you know, child actors and what they've faced later in their lives and, and whatnot, nobody looks at a child actor or an adult child actor and, and thinks, oh, I bet you had an easy ride, you know, for sure. like for sure. it's known to be a traumatic experience or, you know, a tricky one at the very least. So, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds why. me of uh, little man Tate when he got, he mm. goes on that talk show and he just doesn't know how to be. He doesn't know. He, he's, he's upset. He's, you know, thinking about other things and he makes up, he makes up lies. He makes up, he, he, he pretends to have written a poem that he heard in another class about his father. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm -hmm. there's a point I think where fame or when you are forced to be two different characters where there needs to be a reckoning. And it sounds like blue was talking about that, um, that, that there's a reckoning going on with blue and, and who they are. And I loved when, 
her friends around her were like, you don't need to label it. Like, it's just for you. You just need to know. Yeah. <clears throat> I also really like that Davina DeCampo got a, a mention for being a helpful guide. I thought, let's just remember Queen Davina. Just <sighs> let's just mention that name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Let's just not have a day go by, you know, talk, Queen Davina. Yeah, talk about my favorite drag queens. My God. Davina DeCampo. Ah, God. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> just uh, it, that just uh, I was like, yeah, she is great. Uh, bullshit, Cheryl. Bullshit. I was just going to say that that's an edit of bullshit, Cheryl. Bullshit, Vivian. The UK Queen's calling bullshit. Oh, I love uh, it. Um, we, there, there, there's another moment with Monique and Janie. And man, if, if I had thought of it sooner, I would have. But there's this quote that I love when Monique is like, there's no stretch. Ugh. <laughs> Just... Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. Are the... you going to edit in with season three? Stretch and lift. Stretch no and stretch. lift. Um, yeah, no, she really helped Janie out. I don't want to like take away Janie's win at all, but it it was really, really amazing how the editor showed us that Monique yeah. basically said, use this fabric, do this silhouette and and create this illusion. And then it and happened. Monique was just the, yeah, she was the creative director. Yeah, I mean, right. really, it was, you know, yeah. We, I, and who knows? Who knows if that'll be a little inkling of something we're seeing. You know, Monique has now read Janie's look in the first act of the show and is now guiding her. So maybe that's the narrative. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very interesting. But uh, um, let's talk about this runway, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm just making sure we, we talked about Panchina miming, sewing, and saying seriously. <laughs> uh Anyway, okay. Oh, and I think just a screenshot I need to grab is there's a, a reaction shot of Monique doing a Jennifer Lewis face while she's watching Pangina helping Baga. And it's it's just this like tight lipped turned, like it's very Jennifer Lewis. Mm. So uh, mm. you know, put it on a sheet cake. But uh let's let's take it to the runway where among other things we meet the delight of Miss Daisy May. I oh did not know who this woman God. was. Oh, my God. Wow. What a judge. And you know what? I don't think Daisy May would be able to get away with the things that she said on U.S. Drag Race. Probably. But, oh, my God. She was pink news. Fans are calling for Daisy May to be a permanent judge, I'm sure. Oh, my God. She was so funny. <laughs> what was that quote that she said? Uh, oh, God. Help me out, Mary. Something about... I don't want to fuck it up because I just With, want to say it. Um, oh, I wrote two of them down by word for word. Is it the one about the dildo? Yes. Oh, I want a dildo designed on that look because I know that will make me squirt. Oh, my God. Squirt. <laughs> and then everybody lost it. I just love that. No, wait, I, I don't want to jump too far, but like that look the with the handlebar nipples, why is that familiar? Why was that on Dragula? We saw something similar. Handlebar nipples. Where someone had handlebars. Uh, yeah. Maybe not on the nipples, yeah, but it was a. Yeah, I, it might have even been Jimbo. Like, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I hear what you're saying. It, it did seem very familiar, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like there may have been a look on Dragula, and I think maybe even. Gim Y? She wore a look like right, but she was wearing Thailand? she was she was on an actual scooter. Yeah, I just I and I'm not saying oh Jimbo, this is an original. It was just like why what is this giving me? Because mm. I mean I also think the drag of putting handlebars on your boobs as titties, I just 
think is so cool. I love the body language of it. I love what it lets you do. I want to see more queens do it. I want handlebars on of Drag Race, you know? Oh. <laughs> um, but this was just giving me. I was like, man, this is reminding me of another look I loved. So Jimbo, um, across the board, at least these past two episodes and many episodes on Drag Race Canada, Canada's Drag Race, she is obscene. Like, she brings drag to an obscene place. And it yeah. is... It's just doing something different. It's so far away from what is normally presented on these drag race shows. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I, I think it's it's also whenever I think of Jimbo, it's just a grotesque. Yes, There's grotesque. A bit of the grotesque mm-hmm. in there, and in a way that she's doing it on purpose. Yes, you know, it, it's uh, she's choosing to create these kind of grotesque moments. It's so cool. It's just I. I, I just, yeah, the exaggerations of like, I mean, it to me, it's not the way they used to talk about India Farah on season three with the breastplate. No. It's so much more like informed. It's informed boobies. You know? Well, like, it's Jim. Those breasts have thought, you know? It's Jimbo. If these breasts could talk. Uh, if they could, they'd have a lot to say. It, it, it's Jimbo the drag clown. And I, I consistently remember that, that this, it's a clown doing drag. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, it's exciting to watch. That's what made me wonder if some of those, scary. Yeah. yeah, but some of those lip sync foibles from last week, that's why I was wondering if it was somehow like, I know I'm not going to do well at this, so I'm going to, you know, clown mm. around a little. Cause I don't know. Like that, I feel like that's the thing with clowning is like, it's that Andy Kaufman moment of like, wait, are you doing this on purpose? Mm. Is this real? Uh, and I feel like Jimbo does a lot of that. So who knows? I mean, kind of in the same vein, you could even, put Kimora in the Raven look doing a clown type of lip sync. Uh, like a, an insane clown posse clown. Where she's yeah. just following the a... person around and it's, yeah, uh, it's uncomfortable, you know, it's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. And because there's been a lot of Kimoras, this would be of Canada season oh, two. Kimora yeah. because <laughs> yes. There's three Kimoras. Wait, now. Who's the third? There's Electra's there's Kimora, there's Kimora hall, there's Kimora black. And then there's Kimora, uh, Amor. Who's Kamora? Oh, Kamora Black. Yes, Kamora Black. Okay, right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. She was very brave by not wearing her hip pads. Very brave. So, um, isn't that crazy? There's so many fucking drag race queens, and like, we we can remember them with like one reference. Like, mm. that's all I could tell you about Kamora, unless I really dug in. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was brave about the hip pads. Everybody has like, Eventually, because there's so many of them, they have like one flashbulb memory. Yeah, know? I remember Tin Roof Rusted. Whenever I hear that line, uh-huh. I think of Kamara Black. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and that lip sync and that white look. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, yes, here we go with this runway. You know, bag of chips. Uh, it seems like very much so. The contestants on this show were telling us. Baga didn't work very hard. Like, they were just telling us that. So I just wanted to call that out, that it's like, it's almost like everybody in the room knows except for the judges. Or, you know, nobody's saying what, what really why Baga is perhaps sticking around here. Like, it was pretty wild yeah. that she was safe. But I don't know. I thought, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think the looks that she brought were we're fine you know the the young or not sorry the butch look if you google pictures of big Ange mm. from mob wives when she was younger i am telling you it is like scary 
how close the resemblance really? is. Oh my God. Baga, the, I mean, really Baga has such big and, mm-hmm. you know, features and energy as it is that like, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just, I love to see some big and on drag race. I, her most successful look was the Cheshire cat look. Uh, you know, it was silly. Um, it was very yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got worms, you know, she performed it. Yeah. She got she worms. Performed it. Um, let's talk with that first look. Let's talk about Pangina. Um, someone tell Monet exchange that her cat got out. <laughs> oh, I know Colleen exchange. And she's just, you know, got beaded eyes for the gods. Yeah. I mean, this look was nuts. It was, it nuts, was just Mary. And I love the idea of like, I'm going to choose the quote unquote, ugly Sphinx cat. Cause they, I mean, they look like aliens, but they're also like fascinating cats. Oh, and so like, Oh, they are it's regal. Great. They are yeah. ugly, pretty. They are yes. like, it's almost like they don't know and they don't care that they don't have fur, you know? Um, uh-huh. they are bathe me. Yeah. You yeah. kind of have to like, it's almost like a car accident. You can't, not look away and so you're it's fascinating um and they're also so sweet i've met a bunch of hairless cats yeah there's a sweetness yeah but there's also like it there's something to be feared um mary is now the time to tell our marys what's happening what's being published soon i think you know as marys have been going along listening to us talk about this episode and we're starting to talk about pangina it might be time to just let you know, and you may have actually even noticed it in your in your feed of episodes already, that uh, we actually got uh, a little more tea on this look uh, because we got the golden opportunity to talk to Pangina and interview Pangina just earlier this morning. And so that episode should be now out already. I, I feel like a lot of people have just, they're not even listening to me talk anymore. They've already gone to that episode. But for those who have stayed or have already listened to it, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was amazing. And I, I, I literally, as someone who doesn't know how to shut up, I don't know what to say other than like, oh my God. Ah, oh, what a what a doll! What a goose! Uh, there's so much more about this look that we discussed on that episode, but I will just say the fact that Pangina was able to conceive a look that was fashion as well as like I don't know cost- a, a costume, a cat. Like it was a cat, but it was fashion. This train becomes the tail. You have this gorgeous necklace that you know matches the lips, and then these eyes that are beaded. That is this amazing headpiece. The just the conception of it, and in the interview, Marys, you'll hear that Pangena talks about how it's like kind of like a malice, maleficent. Uh, silhouette, which is just a reminder that cats should be revered and feared. They always have the power. And I love that a queen came on Drag Race and did that with the brief. And not for nothing, but when it comes to boobs of Drag Race, yeah, six. Yeah. Six boobies. They're called boobs, cat. So. Mm-hmm. They're called boobs, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, Purin Brockovich, yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm, Purin, Bro- okay, Mary. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. So, uh, at, what other cat looks were you excited by? Um, because <laughs> I didn't have many other notes, so I'm also happy to maybe uh, shimmy on over to the bush. Well, before looks. we do that, I want to just uh, there's two things I want to say. First is Monique's last cat look 
in All Stars, the Puss in Boots look was everything. So it was very hard for, for her to top that. But I did appreciate the Luna reference. I like that she was a black cat. I thought I thought it was a good look. Um, I thought Jimbo's was interesting. Um, and I can't even talk about Jujubees. The one thing I will say is I'm surprised on Drag Race no one has come out as some version of Batwoman's Catwoman. Is it like a licensing issue? I don't know. But like, why has that not happened? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's a good question. I mean, I, it could be. I mean, I feel like that was the issue with the J-Lo runway. It was that a lot of the looks were sort of copywritten images. But then, you know, maybe, you know, I think about Robbie Turner doing the Rockford Peach, but maybe maybe that's real. I don't know. You know what mm. I mean? Like maybe you can get away with that because there actually was a team called the Rockford mm-hmm. Peaches. And so I think that's probably what it is is that it's just a matter of like we don't own that image. So because mm. you would assume at this point that we would have gotten a Catwoman, you know. I mean, like you got to give it to us, Biella. Um Juju B's look, Mary, I I can't even talk about. Like I I didn't understand what she was just coming out as a kitty girl, like a it was kitty. really, I mean, again, of all the people, of all the people to not really bring the puss to the runway, she's got those cats. Like, come dressed up as one or both of your cats, you know? But, you know, as she says, I could have tried harder and I didn't. So, um, I mean, that's someone I would love to, I'd love to talk to her as well mm. uh, and, and understand that because I think that's really interesting. But maybe we'll hear more next week. Yeah, maybe um, we'll hear more. I don't know. I, I feel like it's very much a... Uh, it doesn't matter. It's just a show. That would be her yeah. response, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. What was but, the thought uh, process there? Was she proud of it? You know, all of those things. Not that right. she shouldn't be if she's right. not, but uh, it was just such a deterrent from what I've seen from her recently, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, we get these, you know, these butch looks, and we get the Queen of England going hunting in Ferragamo, giving me Helen Mirren in the Queen realness. I, you know, I know that scene. That's the scene in the Queen when she shoots the elk and then she turns and she has her back to the audience and she cries. And it's like, finally, an emotion from Helen Mirren as the Queen. And then she won an Oscar. So that's what I thought of when I saw this was like, oh, that one scene where she cried with her back to us. I just love how Pangina uh, embodies a character to elevate the look. I like to me that is and she's not the only queen that does that. I love that type of drag. I think it's so important um that you're presenting yeah, more you than just what you're wearing. On. Yeah, exactly. You got to wear the dress. You can't yeah. really wear you, right? Yeah. I actually I think uh Prison Janie, I think Prison Janie, oh, Prison Honey, yeah. And I think that was an example of like the look itself was fine, you know, it was just that kind of orange latex, you know, jumpsuit thing, but she got into this character that I was like yeah, I, uh, I I get this. I get what you're doing. And it was it, it was only because she had kind of brought out this energy that I think the runway was was so successful. Mm. Yeah, I love the energy. I, I love the hot pant of it all. I Yeah, this was to me. I thought this was really successful. I loved what she did with yeah. the makeup, whereas with the cat makeup, I wasn't that impressed by. But this was. Yeah, pitch perfect. This was so cool. Um, and then, I don't want to go through all of them unless you're you were struck by all of them. There's really only one other that I thought was just like fucking amazing. I mean, you know, it, it's worth mentioning uh, Tina Burner's Burner's British sister Rubber Burner um, from Miss Cheryl Hole rubbing her helmet. 
I did. I liked how Cheryl kind of looked like she was a, a mascot for Burger King at NASCAR. Um, so, I mean, you know, for a queen who went home and had a really not so great last look, when when Graham or no, when uh, the super specsy Alan Carr was like, "Don't rub your helmet," and she's like rubbing it, and she looks at him. I was like, oh, "That's the shaz I love." <laughs> but anyway, oh, um, yeah. Other than that, I think. I mean, I think the one to mention is uh, Mr. Hart. Oh my God, Mr. Hart on. Oh my, glitter around the shitter. By the way, was probably like laugh out loud funniest comment I've ever heard on Drag Race. I mean, it was. <laughs> this was incredible. This was just. Oh, what a great! I I. I, like I wish that it was the only look of the runway this week for mm. her, so that it would just stand out more and not be just like not the one she's standing in on the runway. Mm. It was so cool, and it was the the levels, the layers, pulling the lipstick out of the crotch, uh-huh. and then like the purple, the the handkerchief, lavender and bandana, the butt reveal, yep. mm-hmm. the lavender. It was just like you, all of it. Oh my god, the Grace I, Jones I was of so it. Impressed. Like there was so much, mm-hmm. so much that I hope people remember this look because this is. Yeah. The best butch look I've seen on Drag Race in a while. Um, you know what I mean? Like, oh, and it was butch, but like still femme too. Oh, of you know, it was queen. You know, you that's know? what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was but it was convincingly butch and convincingly femme mm. at the exact same time. Mm. And I, a huge accomplishment. I this was this is already going to be one of my favorite looks of the season. Ugh, phenomenal. Um. Yeah, I, I. Then we get all the looks that they made. Um, I mean, you know, someone had mentioned, I think, on Twitter or Reddit, but like pointed out something that will stick with me is the extent to which Janie looked like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> it's worth a relook. My God, was it there? And that was that made me feel good. Uh, oh, definitely, she looked great. That was a great garment that she made. Uh, it was absolutely so so well done. Um, we talked with Pangina about the two ways. That Pangina was able to wear that dress. That there's two ways to wear it. Uh, we only saw one way on the runway, but when she was in the safe zone, it was another way. Correct? Yes. Yeah. That she because they had wanted her to have it more cover up her legs, and she had designed it so that she could. There were hooks that she could, you know, mm. uh, re, you know, wear it a different way. And so after the deliberations, that when they came back out, she was like, "All right, I'm gonna give you the dress you want." And she and she. Uh, you know, uh, gave it the second look, which I love. Mm. And I mean, honestly, this, I like this look and granted like Pangina can honestly just do no wrong in my book, but I, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. I liked the legs. I thought the makeup was ridiculous. It was, I felt like there was a lot of talk of the look, but obviously, you know, that was the challenge, but it's worth mentioning the hair and the makeup and the thing in her. It was so cool. It was was so so well styled and put together and it should have been in the top. If I'm being honest, just for the three looks alone, obviously Janie did very well, but I think overall, all three, Pangina had the best showing, and then Jimbo. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess they just couldn't have the same I top know. two two weeks. I know row, that would have been know? a gag. Um, yeah. And Jimbo, her slit to her t- t- clit or slit to her tit, whatever. Slit to my tit. Oh my slit to my God. tit. I mean, I guess it's it was technically more clit. the clit, yeah. but like I love slit to my tit. I just think that's great. Oh, God. She is so obscene uh, on the runway. Uh, Juju be also obscene. And did she mean for this to happen? Like, her hoo-ha was showing. For it, 
the second time in a row the juju beef was out <laughs> i don't know i don't know why this is happening i and you know i hate to be that person but when she was on the runway just during deliberations you could see that there was kind of like a nude bodysuit that was mm -hmm. kind of getting wrinkly in the middle and i was like Oh, it's these details. These are the th these are the these are the nuances, you know. And yeah. She's still my pizza queen. Listen, I, I could give two shits. She could wear wear whatever she wants. I just want Juju B to look good. That's all. Oh, oh, I totally agree. The the one contestant that I think we can spend a little time on before we talk about deliberations, that I think deserved a little bit more feedback or praise was Blue. Blue had three very strong looks. I think. Yeah, so blue had that like crazy purplish like cat that that you know uh, cats yes, the psychedelic cats, cats look yes yeah. jellical cats and then her mm -hmm. jellical cats yeah and psychedelical cats and then her second one was that strongman mm. look which was so cool super cool and then yeah and then the third one was um, it was like the dark like maroon yes. and red and I think red she was like oh I hope they don't see the you know some of the wa the wonkiness but. Um, yeah, I mean, Blue, I'm really getting the feeling from, like, the talking heads, from a lot. I, I just, I don't know why. I'm willing to put money down that Blue's going to the end. And I don't know why, other than I just feel like she's going to the mm. end. I just think she is, I don't know. I don't know why I feel, I just, it's it's just this feeling that, like, she is, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm with I, you, Mary. Uh, I just I'm with get you. This, you know, she's got I that energy. feeling about she her. She's got that edit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's something there's yeah. something there. They're not showing her falter really. There's no there's no kind of gaggy moments. There's nothing really rough uh with blue. Yeah. So and there's something that's always been very feel good about rooting for blue. Mm. In her first season it was coming from Northern Ireland and it was that narrative and I just think She's always been charming, but there's, I, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a season with like, you know, Jinx Monsoon, for example, where you start to like, you want to root for that person, you know, you want to see them pull through. And I just think like blue is giving me that. There is a, in, during the deliberations, uh, they talked to Jujubee. That was that quote from last week. You haven't arrived. I don't know what's going on, but you need to stop it now. Um, oh, yeah. It ended up not being what we yeah, were no, hoping know, it was going to be. Uh, you're not quite here yet. You've been around for many years in this competition. We have expectations. You've not held up to your end of these expectations. Is this on, in the script, Mary? Or was this a, a wink to Jujubee of, like, get back on script? That's a great question. I mean, it is, you know, because it's funny because Monique obviously says in the workroom, you know, is this strategy? Mm. And it's a big question. I think she's saying a lot there because it's like we keep talking about like they're producing a season of television. Yeah, and it's like, All-Stars. It, so, yeah. So, I mean, the idea of like All-Star, you know, fourth time around Jujubee not fully showing up in this competition and then needing to like pull it out and figure it out it creates stakes it's exciting and so i don't know whether that's i don't know if that's the in the edit in the you know of the material if that's a script if that's if it's just you know great tv happening but it whoever is however the story is getting constructed if it turns out that jujubee kills it the rest of the season it's a great beginning of the season for her mm -hmm. you know and if it is strategy, it makes sense because now we are seeing progress. We are seeing, you know, if you just kill it the whole time, eventually, you know, the judges go a little numb and they're like, do more. No, no, do, do more. Mm. And so, like, I don't know. Uh, 
but at the same time, you know, I love the idea of it being strategy, but I also love the very human story of like, I don't know. I just, I didn't show up with all my bags Mm -hmm. emotionally, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's interesting too. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Especially amidst a pandemic, you know, who knows, who knows where Mm -hmm. these Queens could have been mentally. Um, I, I wonder if we want to save for nuance on Sunday, uh, the discussions with Jimbo and, and Monique and all of that, uh, even Shaz, I mean, God, that, that bumper to bumper back and forth between them, I thought was really fabulous. Um, and kid glovey, right? You mean the, the workroom conversation? No, um, RuPaul. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, when, oh, yeah, you're right. When RuPaul is like, and you know that it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. The ice, or, yes, absolutely. What does she say? Oh, Michelle says, I know you're trying. There's that sad little feather up there. I'm like, oh. I know. I know. It was really, oh. I was just really feeling for Cheryl. That sad little feather up that there. That sad, yeah, <laughs> sad little feather there. As I can see you're trying. I think we need a jacket a, here. <laughs> right, right. I think we need a ticket home here but you know there was a way in stars. which when rupaul sorry right there's a way in which when rupaul was like and if you don't know how to do something it, it's the tiniest nuance which says you got to work something out mm. like there was like a instead of her laying down the law it was almost like i have never i th- these were thicker kid gloves than she had with Kim Chi in season eight i mean i don't think i've ever seen rupaul with all of the queens be so gentle it was like i could see what you were trying to do and, and what you were trying to do i really i really liked so you know thank you very much it was mm-hmm, great you know mm-hmm. it was i i i loved it and i don't know if that's going to be consistent but maybe it was because they were designing looks as if it was a project runway challenge where you're making looks for heidi like maybe rue felt a responsibility to be a, a polite customer <laughs> you know what sure. i mean yeah there's there's a, a kindness there um she's <laughs> You know, I, I've been known to wear something like that in the 80s, but that's when people right, would have called right. me Cupcake. Uh, can I have a bite? Yeah. Uh, and with Monique, I, I, I just love that moment. Um, I can see where you, we can all see. Uh, yeah. Um, brilliant. I realize you just said, let's talk about this in nuance. Then I just got into it, but we just finished yeah, talking about it. Okay. So it's all there. That's okay. um, I guess as we're, as we're kind of getting to the, the end, I do want to say that... Uh, Two weeks in, I'm really enjoying Judge Jimbo hearing Queens plead their case each week. I could I could watch that. Or if they want to do a Judge Jimbo Wow Presents series, I think it would be amazing. Oh, he's so just acting. He is, I mean, it is all pretend. What would you do, Tiny Sofa? Oh, you're no help at all. Um, oh. <laughs> there's something that's refreshing about knowing that a queen is just kidding. Right. And even when she's like putting the lipstick in her bra, she makes this face where it's just like, Mary Jimbo walking to pick up a lipstick. This is a queen who quote unquote understands the assignment. This is a queen who knows where she is. She does that. Like it's just like this street walker walk to get the lipstick. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) And then we, I mean, one of my favorite moments of this of this whole episode is obviously at the end of this lip sync. But just to mention this this supermodel lip sync, um, <laughs> my notes are that Janie barely won, but Jimbo definitely lost. Oh. Uh, I, I think I, I I don't know if Janie killed it, but I think she won. But I mean, put up next to "It's My Special Day" of of Jimbo saying to RuPaul, "I wanted to win." <laughs> 
sorry. sorry. She I says mean, sorry. That was sorry, but stamping her foot. I wanted, I to, wanted win. to win. <laughs> I mean, that is so funny to just like perform the emotions mm-hmm. that all of the queens are <laughs> are hiding in that moment of like, and of course I agree with you. Yeah, and I wanted to win. I mean, that is I. To be honest with you, like at this point, with like, for me, it I think I'm seeing blue. Jimbo and Pangina as like each of them. I'm like, I, I think my dance cards fall. And this week, that moment really sold me that Jimbo uh, is Jimbo is so uh, it's so up there in that in that I, maybe it'll be a top four. So I don't know if it's a top four. Maybe Juju will get up there. Dialed know? in. I mean, she even struts to the back of the stage and like sneers at Jamie. Like there was yes. this performance. We've talked about this before. Who was it that went home first and like screamed about it oh it was um what what it was somebody on spain wasn't it uh the macarena she like pretended that she was really mad oh and she was like and i you know and forget this and you fly me out here (laughs) and what a waste of my time one what's funny is then when jimbo got eliminated on canada's drag race he fell and screamed so like it's the mirror message uh, with the silence of the lambs and yeah yeah it's a show you're entertaining every single time you're on screen and there's another part of it that's like yeah we also want to see you authentic jimbo we also want to see you just being yourself like we get that and i love when they play i love when they play yeah Mm. Because there's like season seven, there's Katya being a goose in the talking mm-hmm. heads. And then there's Katya talking about being sober with Miss Fame. Mm-hmm. Just give me both, totally. you know? Totally. Uh, well, so long, Miss Shazzy. Oh, I you mean, upset, Mary? I, you sad? I was sad, but like, God, she is so funny. And it's very on brand. No badges, no badges, Shaz. I just, she is so funny. And then that last note of like, the world better be ready for this hole. And then that turn and that stupid look on her face. <sighs> I think Cheryl Hole is a goose. I'm sad to see her go, but I mean, like, it, it you know, there's no money, so it's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they were no having money. a good time, hopefully. They are having a good yeah. time. She had a good time. You had to work you know, during the pandemic. She's still in the group chat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's still in the group chat, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, Cheryl is, um, again, I, I really like Cheryl. She's very funny, and I'm glad I didn't have to say goodbye to anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was a hard pick for BSA of the week. I really felt like Daisy was killing it on the judges panel, but I think I'm going to give it to Jimbo for breaking the game and for that little outburst. I just, yeah. I but Daisy, honestly, assistant to the BSA, really hilarious. Um, <laughs> calling for a permanent judge spot. You know, All right, Mary. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode of UK versus the world, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also. And you can find more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can get more of me on Instagram at Drucker underscore, or even Twitter at Drucker. But you know my feelings on Twitter. You can, of course, get even more of both of us, including Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, on Patreon at patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. And as we mentioned before, there is a very special interview coming out very shortly to this feed uh, with Pangina. So look out for that if it has not come out already. Mary, what is our 
Last Chance Lip Sync. Well, in honor of our Shezzy, uh, and in honor of the, 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 the mixed emotions, uh, it, it seems only appropriate that our Last Chance Lip Sync be the song Happy Tears by Cheryl. <laughs> you know? I think, was Cheryl, was she the one that the little Scottish girls were singing to and the mom burst in the bedroom? Which one of you took a shit without flushing the toilet? <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, Marys, we will see you next week and uh, or later this week um, or over at the Pangina interview. So we hope you enjoy and we'll see you next time. Tati. I cried when I heard you were cheating.